What is good, everybody? Welcome back to Coast to Coast Podcast, NBA edition. The NBA trade deadline just wrapped up. And I mean, this is one of the more exciting times of the year for the NBA fan. And it's a crazy, crazy deadline. We got one of the biggest trades in recent history, James Harden. Basically, a swap for Ben Simmons and like a haul of role players and picks. Um, but we'll get into the specifics right now. I know my boy Carson is real excited to talk about this one. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you I'll let you take it away. Thank you. Thank you. Let me have the floor for a couple of minutes. So, yeah, I'll just break it down. Yeah, it's basically James Harden for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Drummond, and the 22 first-round pick and a 2027 first-round pick. And, I mean, you're ba- it's basically Harden for – Curry, Drummond, and those picks because Simmons wasn't even playing. But I'm so, so excited. I mean, as soon as Harden wanted to leave Houston, like this was the team I wanted him to go to because I think it would have just made it, you know, the East more balanced. You know, I, I didn't really, you know, obviously the ideal big three of him, Kyrie, KD, you know, on paper sounded sick, but I was like, I don't really want that. You know, we already kind of had something like that in Golden State. I want a more balanced. I want Embiid to finally get, you know, his elite shooting guard that we've all wanted him to play with. And, you know, even though it happened a year later, I'm so excited it finally happened. And I think this actually ended up being, like, a really, really fair trade. I know some people were like, oh, you know, the Nets fleece the Sixers, whatever. I don't, I don't really agree with that. I think, you know, a trade is supposed to be – you have to give up something to get something. I think that's exactly what happened here. You know, the Nets, uh, you're getting, you know, a ton of assets. I mean, you're getting Ben Simmons, who I think will fit perfectly with the Nets. You, you know, when – you know, hopefully – and when he decides to actually play, I think he fits perfect, you know, having two elite shooters, two elite, you know, playmakers and, you know, offensive generators and Kyrie and KD. And, you know, they desperately need his switchability on defense and his rebounding and his ability to push out transition. More rebounding with Drummond, you know, an extra body um, to have six fouls against Embiid and against the Giannis in the playoffs. And then Curry too, who I think, you know, Patty Mills, Curry, Kyrie, all undersized guards, but all three of them, you know, a threat to freaking knock down a three. And I think that's just absolutely perfect. There's two teams you don't want to trade Ben Simmons to, to get the, hopefully the peak version of Ben Simmons. And that's the Warriors and that's the Nets. And I'm, I'm really excited to see that. And then as for the Sixers, you know, you had Ben Simmons who you, you were flowing out trades for like Sabonis and like Jeremy Grant, and you're getting like lower level, you know, all-star players and then to turn that, you know, we, we thought that the whole season you were going to get someone like that and end up with James Harden, one of the 10 best players in the NBA, to finally have that happen where Harden forces his way out of Brooklyn to get here. It's awesome. And it, it, it fits perfectly with Embiid, who you're doing exactly what every NBA and every Philly fan has been saying. You have to capitalize on Embiid's best season, his healthiest season, and get him a okay. guy that can hopefully help him hoist a championship trophy for, for Philly because he's been that good this year, that healthy, and Harden is a player that actually complements, you know, Embiid. I mean, you know, Embiid, Simmons, two great players. You know, it's sad it didn't work out. Because, you know, they were so talented. I think, you know, that might have, you know, been able to push past that. But they just didn't fit, you know, basketball-wise. Harden and Embiid fit basketball-wise. I can only imagine how unstoppable, you know, the pick and roll between him and Embiid is going to be. You know, who do you defend? Because Harden is great in the ISO, and then Embiid, you know, you, you know, can't double-team him. You know, he'll be able to actually dominate where he dominates in the mid-range, into the paint. He doesn't have to take as many threes. Because, honestly, you know, he's a good three-point shooter. But, you know, you kind of celebrate when he does because he's that good in the paint. And I'm just really excited because I think this just raises the floor and the ceiling for both teams 
And hopefully we get a playoff series out of this. I'm really, really excited for both teams. I think both teams get upgraded, to be honest. And that's why yeah. I'm so excited because no one really got fleeced, in my opinion. I mean, obviously we'll see. But as of right now on paper, I think both teams, you know, ended up getting better, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I also have this as a win-win trade. I mean, Daryl Morey, you know, he gets his guy from back in Houston. And uh, somewhere, uh, what's his name, Hinky, Sam Hinky, he's like – he is just like rubbing his hands together. He's like, I did this shit. Um, yep. But dude, let's see if Harden can really stay healthy and really show that he wants to play. Cause I feel like we haven't seen like a full effort and a full health Harden in a couple, a couple years, like mm-hmm. ever since that last uh, rocket season. Yeah. So we'll see. Go ahead. No. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it when it comes down to Harden's legacy, I think this kind of, this is his point. If he can't bring this team, I don't think he's the best player on this team. I think Embiid's a better player than him at this point in his career. I feel like Harden's has been struggling some issues with some efficiency and issues with that. But, you know, Embiid's a guy that's literally has the dominance, you know, equivalent of a Shaq in this era where he can go out there, you know, he can beat you up in the post. Like, we're literally looking at the stats, like, before we hopped on this game, like, oh, who's doing well right now? Honestly, a guy we'll talk about who just got traded the Pacers. Halliburton's been having a good game so far tonight. And Bede's got, like, 25 and 20 right now. This man is unstoppable. You know, shout out to the Sixers and Daryl Moy for not letting any of their two best young assets going in, Matisse Thibel and Tyrese Max. Great point. I, I don't know how I missed that. Great that point. Extremely yeah, valuable. Kept Thibel. First of all, I don't think Tyrese Maxey would make sense with Kyrie Irving alongside him in um, San Antonio. I mean, in sorry, not San Antonio, in uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I feel like that was to make sense. And then Matisse Thybulle, you know, kind of confusing because you know he doesn't provide the greatest of spacing, despite being you know one of the top like ten defenders in the uh, in the league. So I love what this goes for. But if Harden can't deliver, you know, at least uh, a good run in the Eastern Conference fin- Finals by the end of this contract with the Sixers, I feel like it's been a fail in this trade because I feel like they need to be able to compete. And it should be these two teams matching up in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. I don't, I'd love, you know, the way the Heat have been playing. You know, shout out to my hometown boys right now. Uh, the Heat, they've been balling. But when it comes to pure star power, you know. Hey, I can't forget about the Bucks either. It's going to, I know. But now that you have Ben Simmons, a guy that, you know, have we really seen much of Ben Simmons guarding Giannis since he's been on this role? I don't really... No, not too much, not too much. So I feel like, you know, that's going to be extremely valuable. And the good thing with Simmons, you know, like Carson was talking about, if you have the lineup with Aldridge out there, so let's say you got Kyrie Irving, you got, um, I don't know, just in terms of spacing, we'll say you have uh, Patty Mills out there with Kevin Durant, uh, Ben Simmons and um, LaMarcus Aldridge. Ben Simmons just plays the post because all of those other guys can spread the floor for you and you can just move all everyone around. And like you were talking about, Carson, with the three-point shooting, you get Joe Harris, Patty Mills, and Seth Curry. Sorry, Seth Curry would play at the two. But Seth, Seth Curry. Yeah. And those are three of the best three-point shooters that we've had in the last five years, especially Patty Mills is leading the league in three-point percentage this year. I love the trade for both sides, but we need to see Harden, you know, finally go out there and deliver because, you know, we thought he could do it. You know, obviously the injury, Chris Paul, you know, in the game seven or whatever when they couldn't win didn't have him I think you know Embiid's far above the level Dwight Howard ever was when he was in Houston so we got to see him come through with it it's a great roster and hey you still have Tobias Harris who a guy that 
I heard might've been getting moved for fact to open up cap space in the deal. And now Tobias Harris doesn't have to have the role that he was alongside Ben Simmons, where he has to be the second best player on your team. He's the third best guy, which I heard someone say, he's just got to score 15 to 20 points tonight. And he can do that efficiently because Tobias Harris is, you know, a pretty underrated player in this league. He's been hoping for a while ever since he got to Orlando from Milwaukee and, uh, Let's just see how this goes because it should be an interesting Eastern Conference. Uh, I, I got more eyes on the Eastern Conference right now than I do on the West with the way things are going. Yeah, the West is stacked right now. I will say about Harris. Yeah, Harris is is so excited right now. He doesn't have any pressure. Literally, just get 15 to 20 points. You know, get like five points a quarter and, you know, play solid defense. And that's another thing with Harden. He doesn't have to play any defense. You know, Max, you solid. You have five. Or, you know, you have Harris to guard the perimeter and you're able to funnel everything into Embiid, who, you know, is one of the best rim protectors in the league. And, you know, Harden can, yeah. you know, be put out on, you know, whoever, you know, whoever's the worst, uh, you know, offensive player. And, uh, yeah, I'm so excited. The main reason I think I was so excited is just because, you know, every trade deadline we always talk about, you know, the massive deals, you know, the hypotheticals and whatnot. And uh, I'm glad we actually, you know, finally got one because, you know, this I think this is this is the biggest trade, you know, by far. And I'm glad we I'm glad we actually got like a mega Woj bomb level trade, uh, you know, yeah. um, that, that's what we all hope for. That's what we all expect, you know, spectate and uh, not spectate. That's what we all speculate. Uh, for like you know months leading up to it so i'm glad we actually got this massive massive trade yeah speaking of woge bombs uh he's officially being dethroned uh by shams shams had 11 <laughs> Woj had eight so but Woj did have the big one hey so. they're both free agents this summer though uh all three of the big nba guys are free agents we don't know where they're going to sign so they're going to be Woj bombing themselves at this point they, Wait, honestly, they should ask, just work. Are they actually like their contracts are up at? Yeah, with ESPN, like they all can go anywhere. It's, it's like all the memes thing. about it. So that's crazy. Whoa, that's hilarious. Who's gonna Woj bomb the Woj bomb when he signs somewhere else or he resigns? He's just gonna be like, I have signed with Clutch Sports. <laughs> that was like when Adam Schefter tours ACL. It was like Adam Schefter. <laughs> that was funny as fuck. <laughs> the gritty. My God, remember when Drake tours ACL? I, I didn't know that. I wonder where Woj is going to go. That's actually hilarious and so interesting. Right, Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report on the way up. Okay. Uh, he's going to go to like bar- DraftKings or something. Barstool, Barstool Woj bombs. Barstool Dave, Sports. He's going to put up a massive bag for Woj. No, he's going to coast to coast, actually. He's going to be uh, like- <laughs> He's going to be our first signing. Nice. Uh, the My life savings going to Woj. <laughs> We each put the house on on Woj being our reporter for one season. Yeah, I'll take him. Come on over, Woj. Thanks. We'll offer you a max contract. But anyways, let's get into this next trade. I got the Mavericks-Wizards trade. Looking back at it, the Mavs have managed to turn two first-round picks into Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie. But looking at the upside, I mean, Luka now has another, you know, another legitimate ball handler alongside him. Um, because I mean Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, they're not they're not that guy. Um, but it's a bad look for the Mavericks overall. I mean, Davis Bertans, known as a shooter, but having his worst shooting season. So what well, for the Mavericks, like are you pissed off as a Mavericks fan about this trade? I think you're pissed off for the fact that these two didn't pan out because you know. Yeah. It's really unfortunate that we saw Kristaps go down with the injury, you know, after he'd been named an all-star starter, I believe it was his last year in uh, New York, 
right? Here. This guy's yeah. literally going to be the next Dirk Nowitzki, but he's more, more athletic, all that stuff. And then, you know, he makes his way over to the Mavericks. It seems promising at first. I remember like, we were all raving about it because we're like, wow, like this is a perfect European young duo. Like these guys are going to get rid of that status quo that they have against them. And then, you know, if Luca is playing the Clippers every night, Luca don't need a damn player on his team. Cause I know you all saw that last night. He put up 28 points in the first yeah. quarter and dropped yeah. 51. He just hates them. But no, I, I did. It was funny. Cause I remember writing an article saying that like, I love the Spencer Dinwiddie signing for the wizards because he's either going to be a good guy that could just be a solid ball handler and scorer for you, or he's going to be a trade piece. And that's exactly what he turned out into. Cause I hated the Davis Burton's contract and you're able to go out there and get a guy in uh, Christoph Porzingis in a season that's kind of like lost a lot of hope because you lose Bradley Beal for the season. You know, you're really kind of relying on the play of guys like Kyle Kuzma. Uh, but now you replace Montrez Harrell with uh, Christoph Porzingis. You know, is Christoph going to be healthy the entire time? We don't know, but I think it helps them, you know, going towards losing games. And that's a good young piece to have alongside, you know, hopefully – some of these young guys that you've been drafting can pan out like Denny Ajavia, Rio Hachimura. We don't know, but they do have a little bit of crowdedness in the front court. So, you know, is Kristaps going to be the long-term guy? They're going to move on from one of those guys that they haven't seen too much promise from yet. I don't know, but the Mavericks, man, like hopefully they can just get rid of some of these contracts on their team. I mean, I just saw they extended Dorian Finney-Smith for four years, 55, but like Bradley Beal, please come there. Like someone needs to be there. I'm okay with that though. I I, I like yeah. Smith. But I know I love speaking of Beal though. But what does no, Beal resign? Does Beal resign with the Wizards? Like if this team is able not. to make a push? Fuck no. I hope, I hope not. not. <laughs> run from the grind, Beal and Dame. Please, like what Dame should be doing. Dame could oh, be doing yeah. Yeah, Dame. Dame got to get the fuck up out of there, bro. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Oh, Harding, Harding right. going there though. Don't worry. Yeah, Shit. Harden signing there this offseason. They freed up sixty million cap. <laughs> um, oh but next trade uh, on the table, we got the trade that absolutely fucking ruined my week, my day, my my season. I just saw Halliburton lose the game on a, a terrible turnover. But anyway, Kings. <laughs> Trade Tyrese Halliburton, Tristan Thompson, Buddy Heald uh, for Demontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, and who else? Like was even in the deal. Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy, Jeremy Lamb. Lamb twice. Did you guys see the tweet mess up? He tweeted yeah. like, Jeremy <laughs> Lamb. Yeah. I think we got a second. I think we got like a second round pick, which is irrelevant. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, look here's here's the upside for me. I tried to look at the bright side. The Kings got the best player right now. Um, you know, a two-time All-Star before he even turns 26. Like, that's someone we've needed for years. I mean, that's someone, you know, we thought Bagley could have been for us. You know, we, we signed Rashawn Holmes this past offseason. We, we thought he could have been that for us. But no. So we finally get our best big man since, I mean, our best player, to be honest, since DeMarcus Cousins. Um, and we lose our highest potential player, Tyrese Halliburton, who had been on an absolute tear this, this season. I mean, he was averaging like 20-something and like eight assists on less than two turnovers and like 40% shooting from three. But, I mean, I just – it feels like we gave up a lot for a potential run at a play-in game. It's like, what is your ultimate goal here? Like, are you just trying to make that play-in game? Which is like, sure, we haven't been in the playoffs for 
you know, 20 years. So, you know, you're just trying to get in, but to give up, you know, uh, potentially more than that in the future, you know, in Halliburton, it just feels like, like a sort of consolation prize, you know, like, oh, we might make the play-in game and we might, you know, beat the Lakers or whoever we end up playing. And I also just feel like we could have gotten more for Halliburton. Um, because we also threw in Buddy Hugh. Like, obviously, we've been trying to move on from Buddy for a while now, but whether or not he was a bad fit on our team, he's still a super valuable piece to any team in the league. Yeah, um, those are two real assets that you guys could yeah. like really got like yeah a lot for 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 essentially just Sabonis. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't think Justin Holiday really has a future on this team. He's not even vaccinated, so he can't play home games. Um, Jeremy Lamb, I mean, he's a free agent after this season. He's probably going to walk. But I'm trying to look at the bright side. This is probably the best Kings team we've had in a while because uh, I'm just going to talk about the four-team deal right now. We ended up getting Dante DiVincenzo, which is, I mean, I think a better fit alongside Fox as a shooting guard than Halliburton. Um, And we lost Marvin Bagley, which is an L, but also a W because he fucking sucks. Uh, But we also (laughs) drafted him second overall over Luca. So yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think DiVincenzo, like he's a legit two guard. You know, like he can he's he has size. He plays decent defense. Like he can shoot the ball a little bit. He's a you know secondary ball handler probably. So I think that's probably like that makes me feel better about trading Buddy and Hallie, but it still doesn't like make me feel good, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. I think um like this deal like would have made more sense if you guys were like if you guys were like a Sabonis away from being like legit like like a four like a top four top five seed then it's like all right like it makes sense like it's like okay Halliburton you know he's he's solid right now it's gonna take him a few years to to get there but if we have the opportunity to compete right now like let's do it but yeah that's not the case you outlined it I mean this bumps you guys up to you know at best you know, like an eight or nine seed, you know, like a potential to you be one of the favorites in the play-in tournament. It's just, it's a shame. You know, I, I feel so bad for you, bro. The Kings will keep on being the Kings. Um, and it's just a shame because, you know, have, you have Halliburton, Fox, you know, Mitchell, you know, three, you know, three really, you know, solid guards. And I think you guys gave up the wrong one. I think the one that, you know, in today's NBA, I think is more valuable because, you know, Fox, you know, you know, super fast, whatever he gets, you know, gets 20, 25, whatever, not the great, not the greatest shooter though, not really the best defender, you know, Mitchell, you know, we'll see where he gets, but I think Halliburton, you know, has the most potential out of all of them because, you know, he's, he plays, you know, he's very inclusive. He shoots the three super well. He's like 10th or 11th in assists as well as steals. I mean, you know, the metrics on him are fantastic. And I think, you know, it's going to be a shame watching him, uh, you know, we'll see what they do in Indiana. You know, it's tough for him. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be his team, you know, kind of like off the, off the bat, um, but we'll see, yeah. you know, how the team forms around him. But I think him, you know, individually, uh, you know, is going to really, really shine in an expanded role. I mean, because we saw it when he wasn't with, you know, when Darren Fox was out, he was awesome. He played fantastic. And uh, it's just, it, it, it's just so tough. Also, it's just tough for Sabonis. I, so, I love Sabonis. I, I really wanted to see Sabonis on a, on a winning team. I, I want to see him as like the missing piece of, you know, like a team like, I don't know, like Memphis or like, or throw them on like the Hornets, you know, a team that like, like really like needs a big man and who, who would have really benefited from a big man that actually could have made like, you know, some noise in the playoffs if they gotten Sabonis. Instead, the Kings, I don't think that's the case. I feel really bad. I feel really bad for Sabonis. I feel really bad for 
uh, you know, Kings Nation, you guys, you know, Kings fans. Um, don't feel bad for Halliburton because now, you know, he's out of there. He, he said he wanted to change the culture, and the Kings were like, nah, that's doing too much. He's got to send you out of here. Uh, and I'm happy for him because he gets to be out of Sacramento. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I feel like the Kings are going to regret not doing the Ben Simmons trade. Let's say in a hypothetical world that James Harden never was on the market. I feel like they should have traded Fox in like that package that they did and maybe thrown a pick for Ben Simmons. Cause I feel like that would have been Ben so- Simmons is like the best player you guys have had. He would have been the best player you guys have had by far since, since Boogie. Yeah. I, I, imagine, I can get behind that. imagine your lineup a lot. Let's say like you imagine you were, you were able to get like Seth Curry in the deal. So you have Halliburton at the one you'd have, um, Seth Curry at the two, or like, you know, Davion Mitchell, whatever the fuck. I think Davion Mitchell's a bench player for his career. Not he saying he's bad, but I think he's, I think he's good yeah. in that role. Uh, he's a bench player. At the three, you have, you know, Ben Simmons slash uh, Barnes, and then you have your five in um, Rashawn Holmes. I feel like that'd be a perfect lineup, the wrong alongside, instead of having, you know, Sabonis who, you know, when his contract's up, what? He's just going to sign another contract that's going to hurt the value of, you know, trying to re-sign any guys long-term. And I feel like Fox kind of deserves to leave Sacramento at this point. It's going to get to a point where, you know, Fox is extremely talented, but, like, he might have hit his ceiling in Sacramento. Like, I don't know anything with him. I think he's got a higher ceiling because we know he has that dog in him from, you know, back in his college days. But is he really going to be a Sacramento king for the rest of his career? And, like, for your guys' sake, you know he's good enough and him and Sabonis would be good enough to where they're going to keep you in that, like, Orlando Magic, like, Vucevic, like, Evan Fournier territory for a little bit way too long. And that's what I think is going to start happening with Portland, which we'll get into in a little bit when we talk about the the trade they did. I just – I'm always a proponent of hating teams that settle for mediocrity, and I understand. You know, I I take sports administration as a major. I understand this game is a business when it comes down to it. But, you know, if you have a willing front office that's be able to, you know – and you have a fan base because, you know, for the Kings, you know, it's hard. Oh, we have some bonus now. I want to come out to a game and stuff. When you rather have, oh, we have a 21-year-old that's uh, number like top six in the league when it comes to points and, I mean, uh, assists and steals combined. So yeah, I just, I just always hate having teams settle for mediocrity because I would have rather the Kings just made a deal where they traded, you know, Fox or something for some young assets or something. I'm not saying yeah. Fox isn't young but for draft picks and all the lines of that, just start because they're going to end up with what, like the 13th pick, let's say, and then they're going to get some, like, you know, some random guy and this is going to be is what it is. So yeah, hundred percent. And then Harrison Barnes, what these are going to lose him when he becomes a free agent and they're going to get him and he's a valuable player. They still get rid of all the guys in the roster that are veterans and they're really good for this movement. I just hate seeing you lose a 21 year old, you know, sophomore in the league that looked like he was well on his way to being one of the best players in your franchise's history. Yeah, the one type of player you don't trade away, like is a Halliburton who is just only getting better. Yeah, it's tough. But, I mean, I'm happy for Halliburton. I think he's going to do great in Indiana. Um, And I think, like, he just fits, like, Indiana. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because he kind of looks like Reggie Miller, but – well, him and Brogdon are super similar. They're kind of like quirky athletes. Like they kind of have yeah. like weird jumpers and stuff, but hey, like yeah. they're they're buckets. Him and Duarte next to each other is going to be nice. I like yeah. that because Duarte That's a, nice a score, and then you got. I, I think Brogdon's going to be on his way out with Halliburton. They got a run of Halliburton Probably. one, but yeah, Brogdon old as hell now, bro. Sure. 
And yeah. then, I mean, obviously, they got rid of Levert now, too, so it's a wide-open uh, backcourt now. I'm surprised, uh, I'm surprised Turner didn't get dealt, which Turner turns well, we out is a... One of those two guys was getting dealt. Yeah, I one like of them was Turner being there more because he doesn't command a lot offensively, but he's extremely impactful defensively. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, having Sabonis as our five does not improve our defense at all. <laughs> it didn't do shit to your defense. It made it work. <laughs> Fucking all, yeah. Like, yeah. at that point, I would rather have homes for defensive purposes. So, it's like – but they can't play together. Like, you cannot have both homes and Sabonis on the court for very long. Um, yeah. And, like, a thing I was thinking about when I woke up and saw this trade, would I have been just as mad if we traded Fox instead? Uh, and I think no, honestly. I think, I think if Fox would have gotten moved instead of Halliburton, like – I would have obviously been a little bit upset because I love Darren Fox, but like for the potential future of this team, like now we've got a legit 21 year old stud who we know we can give, you know, the keys to this team, because I don't know if we can say that about Fox right now. Like we've tried to give him the keys to this team and look at where we're at. We're in the same exact position, but like if we give the keys to now Halliburton and a 25 year old Sabonis, you know, that's something to grow on. Like that's, that's yeah. like a foundation to build upon. Yeah. And I, I w- you know, you can't trust the Kings to actually do right by that, but that is, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. The Kings always seem to amaze me. Uh, we somehow managed to out, out shit the Blazers, which we'll get into right now, but mm-hmm. let's, tra- let's transition to, uh, to the Blazers Clippers trade. Slash Blazers Pelicans trade. We'll just do them at the same yeah, time. Yeah, a lot of Blazers, a lot of Blazers movement, except the one guy that everyone wants to see get moved. <laughs> yep. But uh they traded Norman Powell, who they just paid like five years, 90 million this past offseason. Um, and they trade Roko for <laughs> for who? Eric, Eric Bledsoe, Bledsoe Keon, Keon Johnson, Justice Winslow. Winslow. Yeah, like, Justice Winslow. My, my roommate kept saying the justification for this was to free up 60 mil in cap space. <laughs> Who the fuck are you going to sign? Like, Yeah, that's the one team that you don't like. It's Portland. Like Portland, Indiana, like Sacramento. The team's like cap space doesn't matter because you you're not going to sign anybody. No one wants exactly. to go there. Exactly. And then in this in the CJ trade, this is a little bit of a tangent, but they get back Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and then immediately <laughs> trade him away for Joe Ingles, who is out for this season. And an expiring like, contract. Who's going to go back it, to Utah? That's what he's going to exactly. do. Exactly. Like, God. are you going to – now you're going to use that $60 million to throw at Joe Ingles? Like, you don't even have his bird rights. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, okay, let's let's look at the uh, the free agents this offseason. Obviously, we got James Harden, John Wall, Russell Westbrook. Oh, James Harden, Bradley no one opted into his deal. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Kyrie Irving, Gary Harris, Zach Levine, and then it's just a huge drop-off. Goran Dragic, Ricky Rubio, Andre Iguodala, Thad Young, Pat Bev. Like, are you re-signing Nurkic? Like, no. Yeah. The wow. NBA is is a trade-driven, you know, league, and the NFL is like a free agent-driven league, I feel like, when in terms of, like, acquisitions. I feel like like, what's the last big free agent signing, like, we've had in the NBA, like, Jimmy Butler? LeBron. KD. LeBron. KD. KD yeah. yeah, KD a few, yeah. Twice. That's about it. It's not like it happened. It's not like there's a massive one, like, you know, every year that, like, shifts the balance. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Kawhi was it? No, Kawhi was a trade. trade. Yeah. For the Paul George was a signing, I think. No, nope, Paul George was a trade. Oh, he was. Damn. Paul George was trade for Shea Gilligas. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. A boatload of picks. And we'll say for the Clippers, though, I mean, like, I've, the, all the focus has been on, you know, the Blazers and how bad they, they shit the bed. But for the Clippers, man, I mean, nice. I'm, I'm looking at, like, when Kawhi and PG get back fully healthy for yeah. next year, and you're yeah. running a small ball a small ball lineup of Reggie Jackson, Man, Powell, Kawhi, PG, and then you, you still have, you know, Zubak, you still have, uh, you, you know, Coffee's kind of you know been coming Damn up a little it. bit. You like, like salt like that's a solid like small ball rotation right there of like athletic like switchable defenders. Roko didn't even mention him. Wait wait wait! Don't they have a Marcus Morris? I was like, yeah, Marcus Morris. I think oh, they're Luke, I think they're preparing. Did Morris get dealt? No, no, he didn't. Oh, okay, uh, but I think they're yeah. preparing Morris. to finish the season without. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, oh, Kennard. That's what I was thinking. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, Kennard, too. Kennard. I, wouldn't, I, I don't know if I'd expect Paul George to be back, too. I, I, I think he might be out for the year. No, I mean, Paul George. I think Paul George. I think Paul George is coming back, but I don't think Kawhi is. Okay. So, for me, um, this is, like, a move for, like, next year where, you like, I mean, you're, you, you're seeing, you know, how kind of – not open. I mean, the Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies. But, like, for the most part, like, the, the West is a lot weaker than it was, you know, a couple of years ago when it was like yeah. the first year of the, the Clippers, you know, new era, you know? So exactly. I, I like this a lot for the Clippers to be honest. Cause I, I really like Powell. I think he's a really solid player. Their depth exactly. is crazy. Like just yeah, their depth right is going to be really good when those guys come back. Let's say they yeah. keep the roster they have. Or they also got fucking Rodney hood, which I hated that trade, but uh, you're not four teamer, but Kawhi PG, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard, Zubach, uh, Terrence Mann, Brandon Boston, uh, Hardenstein. Brandon, yeah, that's a squad, bro. That's a squad. That's a squad. Those are some dudes. Yeah. Robert yeah. Covington I mean, this is, is a great fucking defender. He almost won Depoy at one point. Yeah. Like, this is a team yeah. that was like a game or two away from the finals last year without Kawhi. They came without out Kawhi and without like three of the guys we just mentioned, like without Boston, yeah. without uh, you oh. know, without the two guys we just acquired, like yeah, like this is a legit squad. I mean, they've got great coaching, they've got a great you know culture going on over there. Um, Clippers stock. I'm buying Clippers stock for next year. Better than the Lakers yeah. stock. <laughs> Shoot, <Facts. laughs> yeah. And they have their own. Do they have their own stadium now, or do they still play? It's coming. It, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, yeah, but cool. uh, hey, yo, the CJ McCollum thing that trade was like three years way too late. That's all I got. Facts, facts. Hey, oh, speaking of that, speaking of that, what happens now? So, according to my roommate, their time to compete is next year once name is healthy and they sign some big name free agent. Sure, <laughs> what happens? What happens with Anthony Simons? Because, like, this dude is this dude is legit. Like, this is a legit you know building block of your team, but it's like great name. Yeah, like he's a you, New York. You start both of them. You now you have another Dame CJ situation where you've just got two bad defensive, undersized point guards playing, you know, the one and the two for you. Hold up, give me like two seconds. I'm gonna have a trade proposal for you guys. Okay, well, while you're bringing that up, I do want to say it, I just feel like the Blazers organization, I just feel bad because I think their timing was just really, really poor and it was, it was really off because you think about it like, you know, 
let's take it back to like exactly like this is three years too late you look back at you know a couple a couple years ago and it's like that would have been the time to trade cj to get like when he was at like peak value and get something that really would actually help Dame. and they would actually been able to compete while they were also waiting on like the simons the nasir littles to you know develop and turn into actual pieces well now flash forward to now those pieces like simons is actually like you know, grown into something, but it's too late because the the rest of the team sucks. And then McCollum is nowhere near the same asset as he was. So it's just really, really tough timing for the, uh, for the Blazers. Okay. Yeah. Hold up. So this is my, it's my trade proposal. Big blockbuster. This is what every New York Knicks fan would want. The Portland Trailblazers trade Damian Lillard to the New York Knicks in exchange for R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin. Sorry, no, no. This is what we do. Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic for R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, Cam Reddish, and their first-round pick this offseason that could be top 14. I'd do it. Honestly. You get a guy in R.J. Barrett that might be able to escape that New York spotlight finally and be able to show out. I love Cam Reddish's potential. Um, Mitchell Robinson's a good, solid center. Play some defense, run and jump for you. And uh, who uh, Obi Toppin, super athletic. The four's always been a position of weakness for them. I feel like why not just restart? Then you could have your new starting lineup would be Anthony Simons at the one. You got at the two, you would have what? R.J. Barrett. Josh Hart. Uh, Josh Hart. Yeah, Josh Hart. Josh Hart, R.J. Barrett, and then you have uh, Toppin and Robinson, and you have that, those two, have two lottery picks this offseason with your own baby Knicks and the Knicks pick. Yeah. yeah, baby Blazers. I'm here for it because at this point, it's like what besides Dame, they have nothing, and you, you, honestly, it's just like it's just time for a rebuild, and that. That's the perfect way to rebuild, bring over a ton of, you know, young assets, the guys that have already shown, you know, their flashes of potential. I mean, I, I'm still on board with Cam Reddish, you know, Tibbs isn't playing them. But, yeah, you get Reddish, RJ, Toppin, you said Robinson as well, Josh Hart, Simons. Those, those are six, like, really, really solid, like, quality young players that you can, like, hopefully build upon. Nikhil Alexander-Walker would have been another one, but they dealt him for no reason. Like, that's a solid, like, young core to build upon and hopefully, you know, build something in Portland. And the Knicks um, get their best player since Melo. They still have Julius Randle, who gets to move into that second best player spot, which I think is a better role for him. You still yeah, have yep. Nerlens Noel. You keep Kemba Walker on the team, which you can always move him in the offseason for some cap dump. You know, Derek Rose off the bench. You still got promising young guys with Miles McBride, Emmanuel Quickly. You get Evan Fournier and Alec Burks as your role players. Yeah, you got to keep quickly. You got to keep one of the young guys on the Knicks. Yeah, so you keep quickly. I mean, I know they don't – whatever. They, they pick and choose and they don't want to do um, – what's it called? Whatever. But I think that trade works perfectly for both sides. New York gets the guy that's – they need. Dame finally leaves the small market, goes and gets appreciated in a large market, makes, you know, the Knicks an actual, like, threat. I think they could also – they'd be able to bring in some guys because people would want to play with Dame – more if he's in New York City than playing exactly. at fucking Portland. Exactly. Like when my roommate said, people want to play with Dame. Yeah, but nobody wants no to play has. with him in who's, Portland. Who's like, come to him? No you one. You can't pull this thing anymore if Dame's been there for what, nine plus years? 
Hey, mm-hmm. I'll like, drop the. He graphic. just doesn't have gravity like that on the Instagram for this trade. I, I want to hear everyone's responses to it. So. Yeah. yeah, I like that because, yeah, the Blazers, they, it's time to rebuild, bro. It's time. They, 100%. They've seen it too late. Yeah, I, I like that. Exactly. And they I think get it Nurkic, who's a good rebounder to play alongside uh, Randall if Randall wants to move outside and shoot threes and do whatever. I hope that play. happens this summer. I hope whenever Dame's, you know, abdomen, you know, heals up and hopefully gets healthy, you know, sooner rather than later. I would love to see that. I, I, I'm hoping to be on a beach somewhere and I look down at my phone and it's breaking news and it's, it's a trade similar to Whoa, that. Bob. I really like that. Yeah, I, I, I would love to see that. Uh, but final thing I got here, the Bucks, just like KD's all-star team, they needed some size for show and they got it in Serge Ibaka, who is not the same Serge Ibaka from OKC, but I mean, he could still be serviceable as a big guy, you know, defender slash roller. Uh, oh, I mean, what do you guys think about this? I like it for the Bucks. I don't know when Brook Lopez is coming back, but they need another, you know, solid like rim protector, and that's exactly what Ibaka is. Who, you know, came back and he's actually healthy again. So I, I really like this for the Bucks. Uh, that four-team trade that was the most interesting part to me because, like, it's now it's like mm-hmm. the Bucks are like getting another really solid rotation guy. Yeah, but like at the same time, Bucks gave up DiVincenzo and. Ibaka, for all we know, could be real washed up. I don't think so. I, I I think he'll be able to contribute. I mean, yeah, he had his moments. I think that was more of injuries, though, because I think he's still relatively, you know, young. He's a lot younger than I think people realize just because he's been in the NBA for so long. But How old is he, actually? Ibaka. I mean, he's 32, 30, turning 33 at the start of next season. So, I mean, he's not, like, terribly old, but. Still, he could, he, yeah, he, he could still be serviceable. Uh, and Marvin Bagley goes to the Pistons. Uh, bold prediction he's out the league by like whenever his next contract is. I like the deal to be honest with you, really. Like, I, I like it because I think it gets him away, not like Sacramento's anything of a market. Like, we all right. know California, Sacramento's not a big place to be. It's a right. big division, though. Mind you, the Pacific Division is one of the biggest divisions in the NBA. Now you move him to Detroit. He's No one's going to be mentioning him unless he does some crazy athletic play or, like, when he plays his first game, they'll say, like, Marvin Back. Otherwise, you're not going to hear his name. You give Cape Cunningham a guy that's good roller because, what, Jeremy Grant's your four? Jeremy Grant's not really that huge guy. I love Isaiah Stewart, but Marvin badley has got potential, uh, you know, I always love my Duke big men, and I seem to always lose faith in them because a lot of them don't pan out. I thought Jaleel Okafor was going to be balling like 20 and 15, like 12 today. I thought he, like, he would have been balling like, yeah, he would have been balling like 40 years ago. But, but still, I know. I always have my soft spot for Duke big men, even though. And know, Wendell Carter Jr. too. I still have hope for him. Exactly. But, no, I mean, he's so solid. He's solid. It's all good, but. Nah, um, I like the trade though. For the it's a no risk trade. It's low risk. Yeah. They trade yeah. it's low risk, but at the same time, like Bagley, I just don't know if he fit one fits like today's style of play because he's just so slow as a defender. Like he's not a great rim protector. He's a decent rebounder, but like he's mostly a score first player. Uh, you know he averaged like 15 and 8 as a rookie on a really bad Kings team like if if they use him as just like a rim roller you know just like an athletic big and he learns to play some decent defense then he'll be serviceable but I really 
do not think a team can run through Marvin Bagley in today's NBA. Yeah, agreed. Um, can we get back to the uh, real quick? I, I just want to touch on the the Pelican side of the trade because it doesn't really move the needle for me with the Pelicans too much about making them like you know a playoff like you know playoff contender or whatever but like when you look on paper like you know hopefully Zion whenever Zion comes back you know we saw what Zion was last year with healthy he was a freaking beast all-star you have him Brandon Ingram CJ that's three 20 plus point scores right there along with Valanciunas Devontae Graham Herb Jones has been one of the best rookies this year um you know it's a solid, that's a solid lineup right there. Like that's solid guys to put around Zion. And, you know, like I said, it's not going to do, you know, it's not going to do that much really, but that's just going to be, that'll be a fun team. Like I, I want to see, you know, what that looks like, you know, at full form, you know, to see Zion with, you know, like a scoring guard like that, you know, three guys that can, just, you know, get buckets at will, to be honest. Um, so uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I'm excited to just see that as like a, you know, league pass, like, you know, kind of watch. Tough for CJ though that CJ doesn't get to go to a contender, but like on paper, I think you know Should those be a three contender. with Valanciunas, be fun. <laughs> Should fucking be a contender by now. Yeah. Um, can we Careful. talk about what? Yeah, oh, you, what, you gonna say Levert? Loki, my second favorite trade because I think like the Cavs are so nice, so deep. Yep. If Sexton comes back for the playoffs, yeah. Holy hell, is he? What, what was the injury? I think he could come back. It, it was pretty bad. I, I I've heard I there's some like, was... I mean, Cam Akers came back from his Achilles though, so who knows? That's Cam remarkable. Akers yeah. Though. Still, um, no, wait. Let's but... see. Cons, yeah. But what? Okay, but but let's talk about next season though. What does this backcourt look like next year? In uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Well, DG's got to be there regardless. Well, yeah, at the one. Is Sexton a meniscus tear? Meniscus tear in his left knee. Ooh, I don't know if he's coming back from that. Sexton just seems like the odd man out. They don't want exactly, him. or like a like, six man type of role. Man, imagine yeah, well, they got like. Uh, it we would gotta see terrible. what Levert does. This what is like Levert's tryout, like, basically. If he right. can, you know, be the backcourt mate with. You're giving up a lot of defense though with with Garland and Levert, but that's okay. You funnel everything into. Mobley and Allen, who are like, hey, Levert dropped twenty-two and five today. I, I love Levert. Levert's one of my favorite players in the league. Just he's for nice. Some reason I've loved him ever since he was in Brooklyn. But um, no, I, I think like imagine they got Thibel for like Sexton in some sort of package, like a lockdown defender. I, I hate it for Philly because I, I think Philly needs that defense, and Philly I wouldn't like to have score. But or just a guy that's along his his like level. Like, that'd be nice. I mean, right. Raymond would be perfect, but, I mean. Yeah, never I'm so would excited be wild. I mean, that's us, dude. You got Mobley, Allen, Garland, Sexton, Lavert, and then Osman, Kevin Love, you know, Okoro. Um, I'm missing some. That's eight, that's eight Wade guys. I'm, missing, I'm missing people. Uh, Dean Wade? Uh, Rondo? Rondo. Oh, yeah, still got Rondo. Um. I'm missing some. Oh, marketing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like 10. That's a, a saw like 10 man, like really so like I'm so excited to see them. Honestly, like them and the Grizzlies, whatever they do in the playoffs is just like, you know, gravy on top. Like it doesn't matter what they do. I think next year will really like be like their years to like really actually contend, contend. But it's crazy because both of them could do it now. I like this cab squad. This cab squad is right up 
up there to me. Like they're like probably more towards the bottom of you know the other teams that we mentioned, but like they're like right there. Like they are really really good. And Levert fits the timeline because he's really young, yeah. but he also fits a desperate need. They needed like another like scorer and like creator, like a secondary playmaker. Because Garland exactly. is like you know so he's like the Trey Young. He's like so much of their offense that it would be nice to have a guy like LaVert. You can just give him the ball, he'll go get a bucket, and then he'll, he'll, he'll make a play for you every now and then. So uh, I, I love this team. Kid one, one of my favorites. Hey, from Ohio. On, is on this team, are they the championship favorite? Yes, 100%, bro. Uh, oh, my God. I want yeah. – dude, can we talk about Today? that? Can we talk about the LeBron, like, Today. Thanos decimating the Lakers and <laughs> ending his career? A GM. <laughs> ending his career coming home ending it in cleveland he's gonna find a way to get brawny on the team and you got garland mobley allen and lebron and that they're winning the chip bro is okay wait 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 wait. is garland right now better than 2016 kyrie no 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 the team is deep as hell though it's like yeah they get into the depth is crazy the hey, but crazy. I will say though, the fact that you actually like asked that question is like, is oh, it shows how good he actually good is. Garland has been like Garland's been awesome. I mean, but you know, Kyrie hit, you know, one of the greatest yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. I, the greatest I, shot I, I was just putting, I was just putting it out there. Jared Allen's no, one of my favorite players too. The fact you put that out there, it, I mean, Garland, I love Garland too. I mean, it's it's closer than I think a lot of people might think, but it, it sounds blasphemous. But like. I mean, Garland's I think, a, the, I think a, a much better playmaker than Kyrie was. I mean, you know, yeah. Kyrie's Kyrie who was scoring the ball, but like, I mean, Garland's like 10 assists a game and like re- creates yeah. a ton of offense for everyone, which they really need because they don't really have too much, you know, other like isolation creators. Uh, and Mobley is like AD with like worse offensive skills, but like almost as equally defensively. Like in terms of versatility, this man, Evan yeah. Mobley, is nice. Right. Yep. I don't know. It, it's interesting because I think LeBron on this Cavs team and LeBron on that 2016 Cavs team, like, I feel like they would not perform too much differently. Like, the ceilings of each team would be pretty similar. Yeah. Because, yeah, Mobley, Mobley wouldn't feel like the Kevin Love role. He, he, he would do more because you wouldn't just throw him out there as, like, a three-point shooter. Like, he's someone – that would really kind of, you know, blend in like the AD, you know, he'd be like a pick and roll partner, a lob partner, you know, someone, you know, hit the mid range um, and would just be able to cover up everyone on on defense and could really have, you know, a special defensive playoff series. And he could guard KD. If if this team were to face the 2018 Warriors, I mean, put Mobley on KD. Hey, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves, but all, like all I'm gonna say is this is a testament to how high we are in the Cavs. I think the Cavs yeah. are awesome, and it's I'm only because they're so I'm young. Listen, 2K after. This. <laughs> I'm putting that stuff out there. That would be funny as hell. Now this Cavs team is so so fun. They're right out there, man. I mean, they're like right up there in the standings. I mean, if if ever, like injuries or whatever like they're right there for like a one seed i mean they're all, i think they're only like a couple games back as they're of right a game now. and a half i think last time yeah. i heard but hey yep. garland went from statistically the worst player in the league to a first time yep. all-star and can yep. make garland's us awesome. consider making us consider if you put lebron james currently on that team that they would win the east with Embiid and uh harden now oh, 100 they would win the east with 
fucking Giannis and Chris Middleton and all those guys. We're saying yeah. we're taking the Cavs, a young team, which is like, I think they're, I think they're a little bit below the Memphis Grizzlies, in my honest opinion. I think Memphis. Same. Got a guy I, I agree, but they're close. Are, in my but yeah, they're close. But I like Memphis in the East. But man, man, it's an interesting storyline. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. LeBron on the Cavs would be the final favorite for sure. They have the yeah. defense. They have like, they would have the playmaking. Oh, dude. That's going to release the GM. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> well, hey, Bro. he got next year. Next year's his last year on his contract. And then come on. So when does Bronny get when does Bronny get drafted? Uh he's a he's at the same time LeBron he's a becomes junior a in high school right now. So he's got what two years? So next year he'll be a senior. And then if they lift the you know the one year college rule, then he'll be able to get drafted out of high school. Whoever has the number one pick that year as <laughs> the best number one pick of all time. You're taking Bronny. I don't care if you have buzz, you get LeBron with him. Hey, LeBron's playing LeBron. chess. He's gonna make sure Adam Silver, you know. You know, updates that where Bronny can get drafted as soon as he's a free agent. He, he's he's playing chess out here, bro. He's already ahead of it. And yeah, you're taking Bronny with the Kings because you're getting Bronny and you're getting LeBron. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. To the Kings, hey, to the Kings, to the Kings. Yeah, I the think, Kings to literally think... throw in every player to get the first pick <laughs> so LeBron can come to Sacramento. Throw in seven first rounders, Jose. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I think he might be able to get drafted out of high school because wasn't Anthony Simons like the technicality with why he was able to get drafted was because he turned 19 before he's like laced up right he did like a, uh, he did like a post grad at IMG here um yeah well either way Bronny would be 19 before the start of the NBA season in which he would become like because he's a senior next he could year. reclassify that's true. That is true. No, he yeah, turns 18 good. this October. So next October, he'll be 19. Shit. Which is, which is the time that Braun becomes a free agent. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it works out perfectly, bro. Crazy storyline. LeBron really <laughs> out here playing chess, bro. LeBron is hey, a head hey, dude. He, what if you think, you think, uh, so Bronny's not like, he's not like a top three prospect in his class. Like he's, He's like top fifty, but what oh, if no. Bron's hey. it? Bron's in there something. like because he's not that good right now. Exactly. What if Bron's in there like, hey, don't get too good, so you can get drafted to like a mid round team, and that way I don't got to end up on a bum ass fucking squad. <sighs> yeah, yeah. He's like holding well, yeah, Bronny I mean, back. <laughs> I think Bron. I think Bronny's like good enough. Like I, I'm pretty sure he's. I think he's like a top twenty recruit or something like that. No, he's so lost. He's, he's dropped. Oh really? He's like he's last 50. time I remember he was like oh 34. 34. 34 yeah. okay. Well, I mean, we've seen guys that are like unranked. You, you never know, but I I mean there's a really solid chance he's gonna like next year's everything because you lose Amari Bailey, who's the number what one prospect in his class going to UCLA. If Bronny can't do it this next year in high school, then I'm losing hope on Bronny. I hope he's not MJ's son. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Uh, he's a good shooter though. I, I, I his uh his like little two minute highlights pop up on my recommended sometimes, and he's got a nice jumper, bro. Like like him yeah. and the other the other LeBron nice. kid, like way nicer of a jumper. That's the one thing they got on LeBron at their respective ages. Their jumpers are way nicer than LeBron's was. Hey, how about Chul's jumper though? They got a better jumper than Chul. Mine's way. Come on, come on. <laughs> I saw them Jay. Hey. <laughs> 
That's all I do though. I I like lost all my like lateral quickness, so I'm just like that dude in pickup that just hucks up shots. Uh, I can't get to the basket anymore. I do on waiters. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'd rather go over 100 than over 10. Y'all remember when Dion ranked himself as a top five shooting guard? (laughs) (laughs) I still remember him hitting the game winner on the Warriors, bro. That should hurt me. I'm like, of all players, he had that one stretch where he was like a 99 in 2K. He should have been when he was like on that heat stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Irrational confidence is a blessing. All-star season season Oladipo. (laughs) Ooh, that man is cold. I love me Oladipo. That man was nasty. But and and he has the Black Panther mask on LeBron and Bronny. Let's get ready, camps. hopefully, for another actually good all-star game. Besides the dunk contest, bro, I know Wanda's kind Wait, of- can we talk about how fucking awesome LeBron's team is? <laughs> Every year. Yeah, facts. LeBron Dude, is just... LeBron has literally the whole first team NBA on his team. It's Curry, LeBron, Giannis, <laughs> Jokic, and Luka's coming off the bench with DeRozan, bro. That's so stupid. Bro, no, no, no. It was so funny because during the draft, they were like, uh, and KD, you get uh, Trey Young and John Morant or something. And he was like, I like it. I like it. Hey, I need some size on this roster. Um, I'm going to have to go Rudy Gobert. I'm going to take Rudy. Hey, we're, dude, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm dead ass betting LeBron's team, bro. LeBron's team is stupid. Oh, they're going to dominate. That's a lock. That's a lock, yeah. bro. Lock you it got in. Curry. Money line you is, got Curry and Giannis. Like, come on. Harden and yeah. Luka off the bench, bro. And Garland. They got Garland coming in there, too. Wait, who's got LaMelo? What team's LaMelo? Oh, uh, KD got LaMelo. KD got LaMelo. Oh, uh, damn. Damn. Wait, all right. Let, let me just, uh, let me just uh, screen share real quick. I can show the other teams. Yeah. Le- dude, Team oh, LeBron. Making I'm calls real quick. I'm, I'm Team LeBron money line. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. I got, me, you. I got you. I got you. Go ahead whenever you're ready. All right. So let's see. You got LeBron laughing his ass off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I can see it on the left, though. Yeah. Oh, here it is. All right. I just wanted to put them side by side. Yeah, perfect. We got, bro, like Durant has like two more players, though. No, it's Draymond out and KD out. Yeah. Oh, it was Wiggins and Trey Young were his last two picks that he got by default. He was like, he's got the boring, like like, Wiggins, Middleton, Murray, and then, uh, oh, he does, he, oh, yeah, Gobert, too. The most boring, he has the most boring all stars. (laughs) Luca, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul's an all star god. Like, Thanks. come on. Bro, yeah, team LeBron all the way, like, bro. All the way. It's a question, bro. LeBron and Giannis, bro, come What's on. The line? What are we setting the line at? I'm taking, like, minus 10 LeBron. Yeah. yeah. Um, whatever the money line is, I'm taking it. Team LeBron, bro. That's a wagon like, right there. That's a wagon of a team. This shit crazy. Look at the difference between, like, this this second best player on the second side and <laughs> Bro, that team Zach is stupid. Levine, Chris Middleton. That, that's the great, honestly, the greatest all-star team ever assembled, bro. It's no yeah. question. In 2K, bro, if you pick Team LeBron, like you're just a dick. <laughs> yeah. If I catch it's anyone over, running, look LeBron, at this. Van Vliet is getting no run. No. <laughs> Van like, you tell me Dejounte no Murray going to go off for a triple double and lead Durant to the win? Like, come on, I love Dejounte. Hey, don't even at least they got either, bro. I love Jimmy Butler, but don't even play him, bro. Please. It's an all-star game. Bro, he's just a tryhard, though. Like, he's going to 
You already know he's giving full effort. He's going to, like, blow out his ankle or something. Butler's going to have a zero points, zero assists, zero rebounds, six fouls. Two uh, bro, he's about to buzz Carl Towns' ass, though. Yeah, Jokic <laughs> needs to stand at half court and just whip fucking bullet passes. That's all he needs to do. Facts. No win this game Man. at all. This team That's, crazy. That team is crazy, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, but this has been a banger episode. We talking about Damian Lillard to the Knicks. We talking about LeBron. Can he win a Cleveland championship? Who getting the uh, Bronny James? It's been crazy talking basketball. I love talking basketball, but hey, we got Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Let's get our picks right now. Who y'all got? Who names? I'm taking Rams. As much as I want the, the Bengals to win. I feel like it yeah. makes too much sense for the Rams. I gotta take Bengals. I gotta take the Bengals. My heart's going uh, for the day? Bengals, but like who my day? like their defense against their O line is telling me to hey. go with the Rams. So I think everyone's hearts with the Bengals, but my brand's gotta be with the Rams. But hey, I just hope it ain't boring. I oh, just no. hope it ain't boring. It's gonna be. I hope Jamar hits the gritty on Jalen Ramsey's cracked out body. Like that's all I'm trying oh. to see. Oh fuck! But hey, it's been a wonderful episode. Awesome episode. We got some cool stuff coming up in the future, but without further ado, this has been Coast Coast Podcast, and as always, signing out. Peace.